This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's read something together this morning as we start. Let's read Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8. What is there? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this wonderful month. It's going to be a very fruitful month. It's going to be an outstanding month. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. No, I'm, it's not a prayer. <laughs> Why are Africans so much against their enemies? <laughs> Jesus said, bless those who persecute you and pray for those who despitefully use you. African church says, curse those who persecute you and pray that they should die. You have to choose who you will obey. Jesus or African Africanized Christianity. He that digs a pit shall fall into it and whosoever, I'm interested in the second part, whosoever breaketh at hedge a serpent shall bite him. Ah! <laughs> Is there anybody who has been bitten by a serpent before? As a physical serpent? Anybody? Nobody? We used to have a lot of them in my secondary school around us in the hostel everywhere. Uh, they used to enter the hall somehow. Nobody was beaten by them, but, but we used to have many of them. We kill them. Now the Bible says... The only way the serpent will bite you is if you break the hedge. Then the next thing every wise person wants to do is that what is the hedge? What I'm trying to explain this morning, why are there Christians being beaten by serpents? And that talks about Satan taking advantage of believers. So the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, this is why I'm sharing what I'm sharing this morning and I will continue second service. The Bible says, lest Satan should get advantage of us. Now, in the, this polar revelation, teaches that it is very possible for Satan to take advantage of you even though it shouldn't be, but it can happen. Hallelujah. Then the second place is Ephesians 4.27 where the Bible says, give no place to the devil. So, number one, he can take an advantage of you if you are ignorant of his devices. That means if you don't know how he works, he sneaks in and he does the damage. Now, the Bible says, give no place. That means it's in my power. It's in your power. Whether we allow Satan into our arena or not, in other words, he comes in when a place is given to him. He comes in when an opportunity is presented to him by believers. There are many ways through which people give opportunity to the devil. But I want to begin at one today and I'll move to another one, second service. The second one I will talk about is very serious. The first one you already know, but most people are not familiar with the second one. There are many of them. 
Now, First Corinthians chapter ten. Some of them are listed there. I think we start from verse six or thereabouts. First Corinthians ten. Don't worry, you will soon see them. Let's just read through this together, and then we dash. Now, these things were written. Let's start from from verse one. Sometimes we can do a bit of long. And I'm going to end this service by getting us to pray. You are going to cancel the effect of certain things. Moreover, brethren, I would that you should not be ignorant that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All were baptized. Verse 2, please. Give me verse 2. And they were baptized to Moses and in the cloud and in the sea. 3. I'm reading out. And did eat the same spiritual meat. Verse 4. And did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that supernatural rock and that followed them and that rock of, was Christ. This talks about what is happening to believers. But verse 5 is a negative one. Somehow, only the ungodly don't know why they stumble. We can explain why believers at times are sick, broke, broken marriages. Anything that is inconsistent with what salvation offers can be explained if it's found in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because certain things shouldn't be. No believer should live as if God is not your father and that you are an orphan. orphan. Jesus said, I leave you not as orphans. How come many appear to be praying and nothing much is happening in their life? They can't even explain the origin of their predicament. And if you don't know why things are going on in your life, solution might be difficult. Now the Bible says that but with many of them, not even with some, God was not pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Ah, it grieves me when you see believers, especially some of our parents who have served God all their years and sincerely speaking, there is nothing to show for it. Although our ultimate goal is heaven, yes, we will make it there. But Jesus did promise something on earth as well. And there are people watching me today. Some prayed and prayed and prayed for their daughters to get married and died, never saw the marriage. Some prayed and prayed and prayed. And then some battled with a situation of their health till they passed. Different things. And these are wonderful people serving God genuinely. We must not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Otherwise, some people listening to me now, you are 35. You will be 45 and nothing has shifted. Like some already experiencing now. This is May and nothing has really changed. You think some people are lucky. No. All answers are in God's word. So the Bible says we are not ignorant. So the Bible says with many of them, God was not pleased. And then the reasons were given. We will look through others, but let's start. I'm going to start translating from verse 10. Verse 10 is what I'm looking at, but let's start from 6. This were written, for example, that we should not lost after evil things as they did. Number one, lost made some of them to perish in the wilderness. That's a walk, a talk for another day. Neither be idolaters. Number two, when you are tied to anything too much, to almost worshiping that thing. I believe there are people listening to me. You worship your phone. But that's not for today. 
the people sat down to eat and, and they rose to play. Now, number eight. Do, is there a soul proper that you can't do without watching? You can't do without, or you can do without morning devotion at time, but you can't do without watching certain things. Which one are you worshipping? <laughs> Verse eight. Go on. So that's number three. Number four. Let us not commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day. And yet there is a teaching going on around the body of Christ that God is not looking at fornication, not, not looking at your body, looking at your spirit. Very silly people. They must know what Paul did not know. Paul said, neither let us. Don't let us go that way. And they said, you see, it doesn't... <laughs> anyway, he said, in one day, 23,000 people fell. Then he moved to the next one, verse 9. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them tempted and were destroyed by serpents. We are interested in this. Verse 9 and 10. Neither murmur as some of them murmured and they were destroyed of destroyer. My people go into captivity for lack of knowledge. The Bible said they tempted Christ and they were beaten by serpents. Where did that happen? Numbers 21, of course. And this is what we want to look at today. This last part. There are two ways, or many ways, but we are looking at two, which a believer can unconsciously open the door for Satan. And he comes in and he does the avon. No matter how guided you are, if you let, let down your guards in these areas, there is a problem. I have found out all other things listed there, the murmuring, the fornication, they are, come, they are connected to the second one I will share, second service. And then second service, that second one is also connected to the first one I'm sharing now. And the first one is your mouth, what to say. This, there are scriptures that when you read them, they should immediately make you tremble and carefully select your words. There is nothing the devil tries to bring into your life that it does not need the endorsement of your word for for the thing to become real. He sends symptoms. You call it name and accept it. There is an alert and the bank looks somehow. Remember the first thing when Adam was created. You can see them. Sorry. Thank you. Hallelujah. Adam, the first thing, when he named all the animals, God never named them for him. Many people don't know how much authority God has given to man. God did not say, Adam, call this one lion. God brought lion to Adam and said, what do you want to call it? He said, this is lion. And he bought eagle. He said, this is eagle. Now, events are coming into your life for you to name them. And the Bible says, whatsoever name, Adam called them, that was their name. In other words, all that God said was, is that what you want to name it? That is what it will become. Are you with me? This is why Proverbs 18, 21 or 23. Proverbs 18, 20, that's a very powerful scripture. Give me Proverbs, let's read it. Death and life. Ah. You know, if we stop there and I can get everybody to just 
get home, open your Bible, sit down on your bed, and begin to think about this scripture. One of the things I'm going to get you to do at the end of this message is to use the blood of Jesus to cancel the effect of certain words you have said. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. It should have been death and life is in the hand of God. Everybody will accept that. That is easy to accept. But the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Does it mean God does not determine who dies and who does it? Well, this is what the Bible says. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Every time you open your mouth, you are speaking either life or death. It can be a gradual process, but it's a very sure process. Hallelujah. Remember what we read last Sunday. How many of you remember? About Miriam, was it on Sunday? Yes, on Sunday. Miriam, Moses, and Aaron. Was it Sunday? How many of you remember? There was no problem with them until Miriam said something to Aaron and Aaron said it back. What is wrong with? There are many ways in which words. Psalm 78, verse 19. Let's read something there. Psalm 78, verse 19. Yea, they speak against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Now, are you paying attention? You don't speak against God by saying, God, you are stupid. But every time you say something that contradicts God's ability, you are speaking against God. When your uncle says no, he can't give you that money and you say it's as if I cannot pay this school fees because there's nobody to help me. You are speaking against God. The Bible didn't say they spoke against God by saying God, we hate you. The Bible said they spoke against God saying, can God, ah, God had the neighborhood thing, paint him. They said, can God, when they got to wood and they saw wilderness, one of them said, can God possibly do anything here? And God said, you know what, you have just spoken against me. And in verse 40 or 41, verse 41 of the same chapter, the Bible said they limited the only one of Israel. They turned back and tempted God. Now you begin to realize what that first Corinthians talks about, about that verse 9, that they tempted Christ and they were beaten by serpents. So that way to tempt Christ is, is actually to say, go back, go back to number, sorry, go back to that um, the last place here, yeah, 41. They turned back and tempted God and limited the only one of his. Anytime you say something that limits God's ability, you are tempting God. And he considers it as if you are speaking against him. That's what the Bible said that won't you when your eyes are on men to help you. There's nothing wrong with asking men for help. But if they say no and you are depressed, it means that you have actually limited the only one of Israel. What? It's very easy. This is why the Bible says praying at all times. And I spoke about that on Sunday and I think last Wednesday. If you are not given to prayer, you will speak from emotion. And one of the warnings the Lord gave while praying is that be careful what to say when you are angry. Jesus said it this way. Matthew 12 from 35 to 37. 
to buttress what Solomon said, death and life are in the power of the tongue. There is a court in heaven. And what they decide about you does not rest on them. And many people don't know. So people think that God wakes up in the morning and he says, anyway, he doesn't sleep anyway. And he says, this one by October 1st, yeah, there are some aspects of your life that God assigns time into. But even that has to do with what you can slow down your life by 30 years. Then, ah, oh, is somebody hearing me? Which scripture did I quote now? Matthew 12, 35 to 37. Let's read it. Let's read it. Let's read it. This is serious. A good man, out of the good treasure of his hands, you see that it's coming from the storage here. Bring forth good things. Never allow any negative thoughts to just go with time. Address it with your mouth. Kill it. Because if it gets silent later, it is buried. It will grow back. It has to be uprooted. An evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. Now look at verse. But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account in the day of judgment. There are two days of judgments. For by your words thou shalt be justified. Ah, honestly speaking, when I was younger, I used to think that God would sit down and say, You know what? I've looked at your life. I justify you. I condemn you. But the Bible is saying that the ingredient God will use. The statement of judgment is from what you have been saying. By your words. So, in order, when you stand before God, they play a record of your words. Now, there are two judgment day. There is the judgment that we shall all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. When a Christian dies, a Christian might not go through the white throne judgment. Well, it's a debatable matter. But surely, every Christian will stand before the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we shall be judged according to what we have done in the flesh. That is the final judgment. But you see, anytime God wants to visit you also, they play a record. So there is a judgment that is before judgment. In second half of the month, God can rule in your favor that it's time to lift you up. And I believe he's saying that about some in month of May. But when they are about to read that verdict, then they consider your words, whether it matches what they are about to give you. In other words, when God is about to bring to pass a promise in your life, the last thing they do is to check the archive of your words. What has he been saying? What has she been saying? And those moments of frustration, I don't know, people just don't give to me. Things don't just work for me. These are the things that Satan will pick on. I told you, never give Satan a material to sow a cloth for. He will sow a good one. And the material you give him are your words. Your words. Hallelujah. Is somebody getting blessed? Are you with me? This is why the Bible says, be slow to speak. I feel sorry for Christians who murmur. You are opening door, industrial door, for the destroyer. Those who murmur, 
there are many aspects of wrong speaking. There is an word of unbelief. That's when you limit God and you speak against God. When you speak evil of someone, now the part that is very dangerous is when you speak evil of authority. This is very important in our days. One of the days when Aponsema was coming in, and he mentioned, Walesha went to went to sit down on the seats by mistake. People doubt a lot. Every time when I'm traveling out of country, somebody will be on seat, two B, boy, one seat, and then I'll say, ah, sorry, this is the windows, and then they will swap and all those things. And the hostess came to meet him that, oh, Apostle, that's your seat. Should I go and tell Brother Walesha He said, no, get another seat. He might not be a born again Christian. He's 80 something years old. He has a name. Honor those who are ahead of you. One of the technologies of prolonging your life is not to pray. The Bible says, Honor your father and your mother so that your days will be long. When you honor people who have gone ahead of you in any particular area, your journey in that area will become prosperous. Are you with me? That's why Jude 1. The Bible talks about them speaking evil of dignitaries. That Michael wouldn't even do that. The things that some people say with their mouths. And social media is helping. Share your truth. There is no room for Christians to talk anyhow. If you are watching me, you better get that right now. Every The world is celebrating those who can open their mouths and talk anyhow. is to the destruction of many. It would have been too late before they realize. So there is an aspect where you speak in unbelief. You speak as if man is your source. There is an aspect of it of speaking that you speak evil of other people. There is an aspect that you speak that which created problem for Miriam. Leprosy. Now, there is physical leprosy and there is spiritual leprosy. Spiritual one is more dangerous. When you are a leper, they cuddle you off. Everybody stays away from you. Like they were told in the Bible to just stay. Ambassadors will always dwell in wilderness. That's what the scripture says. Now listen to me very well. I have discovered that there are many Christians living like lepers. They put them off. Somehow everybody withdraws from them. They irritate everybody. Check what they have been saying. When you speak evil of authority, that is what will likely happen to you, especially in your field. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at, look at, uh, um, that, give me that Jude chapter 1. Please write down all the scriptures, they will help you. Evil speaking. You know, the Bible says God is love. And the Bible says that if you speak evil or you hate your brother, you are a murderer. And there are many Christians living like that. It shows in the word that you say about that person. Now, verse 9, Jude 1 9. Is it 1, 1 6 or 9? Start from 6. Verse 6. And the angels that kept not their former four estates <laughs> left their own habitation. I will deal with this one. I will talk about the second service. Because that's the second I want to talk about. Verse 7. Go to 7, 8, 9. Even Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 8, verse 9. Likewise, these filthy dreamers defy the flesh. We mentioned that earlier. Fornication and the rest. Despise dominion. Some Christians are not guilty of fornication and all those things. But they despise dominion and speak evil of dignitaries. It's not only men of God, though that is the highest of it. 
even bosses in the office, even your parents and those who are older than you. They speak evil of dignitaries. Listen to me, there's nobody older than you that will not make a mistake before you. If you are close enough, you'll find out that Noah is not a perfect man, he's going to drink wine very soon. But what do you say when you say the nakedness of Noah? The one that spoke about that shared his truth, and then I must say what I saw, suffered seriously for it. This is the Bible. And the illustration Bible gave that when Michael came over the dead body of Moses to take the body, Satan wanted to take the body also. And Michael saw Satan. He did not even draw his sword against Satan. He said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. He brought the Lord into it. Somebody higher. What? If you we were at the workers' meeting yesterday, I shared something very serious. And that is part of what I want to talk about, the second part. Apart from what? The second thing is when you are not, when you operate beyond your territory. And that is very serious. There's nobody without territory. And I'll show you what Paul said about it. You have territory. When you operate beyond, that is when you wear another man's garment. That's when you operate beyond your territory. You get into serious problem. And we'll talk about that. And I won. Even if you are the richest and the smartest in the family and everybody defers to you. If you are not the firstborn, don't play the role of a firstborn. For this cause, many have died prematurely. Your parent can depend on you for money. You are not the parent. And I know what I'm saying. I've seen a lot of this many times. And they will just hear that the one sponsoring the whole family dies suddenly. Because when you go for family meeting, you are talking like you are the older one, older than every other person, because you are richer than every other person. An error, serious error. If you are husband, you are not the wife. You are the wife, you are not the husband. Be careful. Because God creates you. It makes you go through experiences that qualifies you for the battles you are going to fight in life. When you appear as another man, you are fighting a battle that you are not trained for. It is calamity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody with me? Are you, are you, are you following me? What have you been saying? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. How often do we cooperate with Satan? You know, I, I heard this from a preacher. Even when angel was sent to Mary, the baby came inside Mary when Mary accepted and said, Be it unto me according to your word. Both the word of God and the word of Satan, whatever God brings to you also, you have to, you accept the parcel by what to say. When Satan brings something to your house, sickness, disease, problem, whatever, you endorse it when you say it. If you don't say it, it will vanish. If you say you say, just like somebody knocking your door and saying that, ah, Mr. Wally, this parcel is for you. You either say, sorry, I'm not looking for a parcel, or you accept. When you turn back and you say that, I don't know why I'm always very sick. You have just accepted the parcel of sickness. Brother, this is very powerful. Christianity is called the profession of faith. You got born again by saying something. You are going to walk this journey of faith by saying something also. It's about words. Words are so important to God that Jesus is called the living word. No other name. Living word. Among other names, I guess. That shows how important in the beginning was the word. Words are. And the Bible says every idle word. 
every idle word. Look at the story again. Some weeks back, it was Pastor, I think Pastor David Oguelo, so that was ministering to that girl. And the word of, the word of knowledge just came that go meet your mom. She wouldn't just get married. When she was young, she was so troublesome. And one day the mom told her, you are too stubborn for any man. I don't know which man will ever marry you. She was not a witch. She was not a bad woman. She just said in the moment of anger. And when the daughter went back home, the mother remembered. She began to cry. He said, but you made me go through it. Boy, I have forgiven you. She held us and prayed. Within three months. People will meet her. They will just break relationship for any For just no sensible reason. The Bible says the cause of the costless shall not come. Believers bring a lot of issues into our lives by what we say. And be careful. If you are in a unit, never murmur. It attracts destroyer. Serpent will start biting. It is the number one edge that many people are breaking. Either break it an edge. That means if you don't break the edge, serpent cannot bite you. But if you break the edge, hope you know, I think I said it before, anybody you take communion with, you are not permitted to speak evil of the person. Many of you don't know what is called friendship. Your friend that you talk about each other, your friend that you say something about, friendship is a level of brotherhood. If you are going to agree with somebody, what the Bible says, if any two of you shall agree as touch anything, it shall be done. If you want to find a person that you pray to the answer comes by agreement, your agreement must be deep. It must not be superficial. It is better to have five friends than to have 25. Now all of you are talking about yourself. If you are friends that compete with all you compete with, walk in from that friendship, it's not for your good. Because pretty soon you are going to say something. Or they will also say something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know you can sentence yourself to poverty in Nigeria by saying nothing works in this nation? All about things don't appear to be working, but everything is working for me. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is, is ah, honestly speaking, except you are praying regularly, it is too easy to say something wrong. Because everything is throwing it just to make you say something wrong. And how many do we say per day? And I just showed you by your words, you are justified, by your words, you are condemned. Actually, when you pray, Lord, I need a billion. God watches. Do you say things consistent what you are prayed about? Or you pray about something and then you... Can I tell you this? How many of you are now saying why it appears as if many people are praying for Nigeria and nothing is happening? When we church people finish praying for Nigeria, what do we say about the nation afterward? We kill our prayer by things we say. Hallelujah. Make up your mind that no negative word will proceed out of your mouth again. No matter what. When you are pain, keep your mouth shut. You don't have to talk. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shall we rise? So many aborted blessings. But there is grace this morning. <laughs> Thank God for another technology which we can use to destroy the words that are waiting for us in the future to affect us negatively. Thank God for the blood. 
The Bible says every handwriting against us can be wiped off. The blood can do that. He has, the Bible says he has not done it. So we can also repeat it. So by the power of the blood, we can wipe off every handwriting. You might have said things. Somebody watching me right now. You said all manner of nasty things about men when you were in school. Men are irresponsible. Now you want to marry and it's irresponsible ones who are seeing around you. And it's delaying your marriage. See, the devil is so wicked that once, you have so, once you've given him that word, he holds on to it. Let me show you something in Numbers 14. Numbers 14, 28. This is very serious. And I've read it here before. Do you know that they were meant to go to promised land in one year? I hope you know. Actually, they were supposed to go in less than a year. They multiplied the journey. It was supposed to be about 40 weeks or so. They multiplied the journey when God got angry by what they said. This is God talking to Moses. Let's start from 27. This should shake anybody. How long shall I bear with this evil congregation? I pray that God does not see the church of Christ like this anymore. Because the level of murmuring in the church, which murmur against me, I have heard their murmurings. I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel when they murmur against me. Look at the next verse. This is deep. Say unto them, say Moses, I've heard. One day I sat back and I said, so God hears every conversation that I make. As we finish one other, and we are going and I begin to talk about Shehia uh, or talk about uh, Sam. So God is hearing. And he said, you are not talking about that. You are murmuring against me. When Miriam and Aaron, uh, Moses started, Moses did not, Miriam and Aaron, Moses did hear, it was God that heard. I said, three of you come out here. Many of you are not aware that there are angels in your home and they record conversation. And in the breakthrough, eh, mercy God is coming, Lord, do something in my life, but what have you been saying? Say unto them, as truly as I live, and you know it lives forever, <laughs> say the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, let me complete it. Everybody, read it like someone that's alive. That's alive. Who is talking here? Chai. This is deep. That was the time he moved the journey from 40 weeks to 40 years. Can there be people that if you spy into your heaven's diary, by now you should be 100 times where you are right now. But you keep yourself in the wilderness of life by things you say. When you pray, the spirit of grace rests upon you. But before 5 o'clock in the evening, you've said some things. Secondly, you've said things limiting God. Secondly, you've said things affecting other people. Passing judgment on other people and saying things. Or thirdly, you speak evil of dignitaries. It was planned that you should just be assistant in that office for three years. After that, God is going to give you your home. It's in the Bible. If you are not faithful, which, which belongs to another man. But you started murmuring about your boss, complaining day and night. And everyone looks at the record and they say that, let her be there for 13 years more as an associate. For promotion does not come from the east. It does not come from the west. It comes from God, the judge of all. Everybody you've ever served under, you will find a reason to complain about them. 
and you wonder why you just be moving in cycle you are just always serving under somebody or another one and the test of the spiritual examination if you don't pass you are not going to the next class can somebody stop watching this broadcast and go and make amends when it's over can somebody walk out of this hall when we share the grace and begin to check for these things lift up your right hand and say in the name of Jesus Christ. Ah, no, no. I'm, I'm not asking you to say like a, an Englishman. We are not saying it casually. You are going to pray a serious prayer in three minutes now. You are about to say that in the name of Jesus, every word I have spoken, consciously or unconsciously, either to listen, there are three, either to limit God or of a dignitary or third one, I've spoken evil of somebody, I cancel the effect of those words by the blood of Jesus. Are you ready? Lift up your hand and say it loud and clear. Say in the name of Jesus. By the power of the blood of Jesus. I cancel every word and its effects that I have spoken. Shall this consciously or unconsciously against myself to limit God to speak evil of someone or a leader in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus these words are made of non effect it ceases to affect me from this moment because of the blood of Jesus Christ somebody begin to pray Jesus name I'm going to give you three minutes more to intensify the prayer I have said mine you have to pray more than you are praying now you know something occurred to me there's a beautiful lady she used to be a member of this church I will never this just the Holy Spirit just reminded me right now this thing on four occasions I asked her that you are not in any relationship she was relationship that sorry it's not it's not my priority i'm not the second time he said that you know what i'm not even thinking about it it's not important to me the third one she used the word it's not important to me again every single time i spoke to her about relationship she talked it down marriage said pastor that's not that's not that's not what i'm thinking about years and years after so a few maybe like one year after she now started thinking of getting married See, this is how it works i told you remember Satan went before God to talk about Job. So somehow he has a way of attending and then um, uh, the story of Micah the prophet said, I saw the Lord and the spirit came before him. So somehow Satan still converses with God. Hope you understand. 
what it does is this it takes the record of those things and it should now that lady saying i want to get married it's showing the old level that what she has said for seven years marriage is not a priority it's not important to her can i tell you many of many people like some of you have said things like i don't care if i'm rich or not i'm touching the heart of some people now now you are thinking <laughs> you know jokingly i saw something on facebook on my secondary school project I saw a guy praying and asking he said oh money money forgive me he said when i was in school i said i prefer education to money he said money i know better now just have mercy on me <laughs> that just on a lighter are you are you with me people have said things can you give me more volume on this place people have said things that is why the bible says sir every tongue that rises against in judgment not that god shall condemn thou shall condemn that means the court of heaven will not tell lucifer to shut up until you say something because god will say in my word i have said when a tongue is speaking against you condemn the tongue or the tongue will win this is why prayers like that see many of us can't remember things we have said you don't have to but pray very well your spirit man remembers if your soul does not. And as you begin to prepare spiritual, it takes care of that. So what is Satan showing the kingdom, the court of heaven about me? That I am not condemned. And it's about to pass that, but he's showing them repeatedly. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead and pray. Just three minutes. With the all of your hearts. Please use the blood of Jesus. Use the blood of Jesus. Stand on the blood covenant to speak for you. And very soon begin to make declaration. Now I say. Now I say I'm, I'm, I'm getting married. Now I say marriage is good for me and I'm getting to now I say I am blessed now I say I am healthy now I say I am always healthy never sick now I say I'm always victorious now I say Nigeria is working for me now I say I'm always favored I pray for my boss and I bless our bless him. I correct it by the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name. Sing there is power in the blood of Jesus.
Somebody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. So, I stand with you in the name of Jesus Christ. That the record of the past is gone. Now, before I say the second part, if you have not said something positive, something good, out of the promise of God. Do so now in a minute. Because I'm going to say that whatever you have said right now is what the court of heaven will reckon with. Say as many things as you can say. Especially back then with scriptures. If that is what the word of the Lord say. But if you can't really remember anything, just say it. Say, say, just speak. Speak peace. Speak prosperity. Speak speed. Speak a good marriage, good home. Speak the blessings of God. Speak health. Speak a very good spiritual life. When I pray, I hear from God. Those are the things you should say. When I pray, I pray deeply. I'm never weak in prayer. Speak about your family members. They are upright. They are blessed. They are doing well. Your children, your marriage. In Jesus' name, I stand in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, whose presence is mighty here, who has sent me with these words to you, because he himself has heard the prayers of his people. Everybody here and those who are watching, with your hands lifted up, I speak to you that the words you have spoken right now, they are the things that your life exhibits. They are the things that are seen in your life. They are the things that you walk by. There is no other voice speaking against you anymore. All limitations are removed right now. And all errors are forgiven completely. The new chapter begins now. In the name of Jesus. Somebody give God praise. Hello. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to implore you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now. And I confess that you are the Lord of my life. 
I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.